Welcome to Raspberry Tea Pod Chat. I'm Claire. I'm Claire. And I'm Jo. <laughs> CCJ. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I've got this down to a tea now, haven't I? <laughs> in this. Have you been practicing? I have. <laughs> um, it's Raspberry Tea Pod Chat. And today we thought we would talk about us as people, as in people change all the time and we develop and very few people I do know one or two but very few people are the same person that they were at 20 at 30 at 40 because some of us have sort of I'm over over the 50 mark and you two are under it um yes how we change as people because I think it's you know, you see these memes on Facebook and things saying, you know, if you knew me six years ago, you don't know me today. Or if you knew me six months ago, you don't know me today. And that, and that is so true. For most people, we are constantly developing. Um, and so we thought we'd talk about that. Evolution. Evolution. The know. evolution of. Yeah. yeah. I think it's... So, I think it's really, really important continually learn and grow as an individual i agree but i know there are people out there who don't think like that i can honestly say i was stuck in a rut the did you know you rut. were did you know you were? i hadn't got a, well i knew something was not quite right i knew i wasn't me i wasn't happy as me I was putting weight on, I was miserable, I wasn't getting out and about because people would invite me to go out somewhere and I'd find an excuse not to go. Um, And then I realised that I'm getting into this cycle of just, just being glum. Glum is the word, I think, glum. I like that word. Yes, it was glum. I did not have a smile on my face all the time. And this is only going back 12 months. So how long do you think you were in that position without realising it? It was probably my last job, which I was actually in for five years. Okay. I went into the job um, feeling quite positive, but knowing it was avoiding redundancy at that time. So my role was being made redundant at that time. So that's going back five years. Um, and I kind of fell into this job of audit, mm. which was a very male dominated environment. It was um, haulage trucks, it was big trucks, it was agricultural equipment, it was all sorts of things like that. It was just generally male dominated in that environment. Um, and I just felt myself just getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. And previous roles that I'd had within the same business I'd kind of been just at the edge of the MD's office working on corporate events and internal events so I was seeing people all the time and people knew me and I was important and it wasn't the important bit but people knew me and I could speak to all these people and I was the go-to person for all these things and all of a sudden I was a new person in this job that it was like whoa hang on a minute And normally I'd go into it and I'd be 100% learning, wanting to learn, wanting to know everything yesterday. 
Um, and it started out like that, and then I just kept getting myself knocked further and further and further down, and it's just chip, chip, chip away at me. And things happened in, you know, relationships-wise, and I had to rehome the dogs after just feeling settled and getting the dogs and, you know, being happy and having them. It was absolutely brilliant. And everything just seemed to happen within this five years. And when the redundancy came, as you know, I took it absolutely wholeheartedly and thought, yes, please, that's it. I'm going to take it definitely. Um, and since then, I've not looked back. There was a little period where I've had to work on myself, very, very concerted effort to work on myself, but I knew I needed to do it because I recognized as soon as I came out of that environment that there was more to life than that. So that's a, that's a brilliant, that's a brilliant example of somebody getting stuck in a rut. And I felt exactly the same when I was employed in, yeah. for the last few years. And that's exactly why I took the severance as well. Um, although mine was a voluntary one. Um, do you do either of you know people who are still doing the same things that they did when they first left school? Yeah. So let me give you an example. I years and years ago, I'm going back, oh gosh, must be 10, 12 years at least. Um, somebody connected with me who I'd been was the year above me at school, a guy. And we chatted over Facebook. Um, and then he said, Do you want to go out for a drink? And um, we met up one afternoon in Sheffield for a drink. And <laughs> he said to me, he said his wife had divorced him and he didn't understand it because they'd got together at 17, 18, whatever it was. And they were now, I don't know, say late 30s, early 40s when they got divorced. And he said, I just don't get it. He said, I get up every day, I go to work, I go to the pub. I go home for my tea, it's on the table for me, and then I watch a bit of telly and I go to sleep. He went, I'm exactly the same person I was when she met when we were 18. I don't understand why she suddenly wants more or doesn't think. And I was like, I couldn't even have the conversation with him because he genuinely thought that what he did at, when he got his first job and went to the pub straight after with the lads and then that was that was how you continue for the rest of your life. Do you think it's the people that you mix with? So I think that has a massive impact. Yeah. So I mean, I I have come out the other side of that, and I am a completely different person. Um, and you know, they they say if you mix with people who are enthusiastic, who are entrepreneurs, who are driven, even in their personal lives, who are driven, not even necessarily work related, you will just set yourself in that same kind of standard at that same level. So if he was just mixing with those same people that he was going to the pub with when he left school or whatever, when he met his wife, it's like people that don't move. Yeah. And I know that is the way that some people live. And but people living in the same house for like 30 years. Yes, I get it if you've got a family and you're growing up and you know they're growing up and you want to keep it close. But I've had like 40 odd houses, 30 something houses or something in my life. But that's unusual. I mean, I've had a fair few houses, but- Yeah, me, me, me too, and I'm a forces child. Yeah, but 30 odd, 40 odd is going it a bit. But I, I mean, you know, even, even if I were to say I'd have 20, I still couldn't get 
how somebody can still be living in that same house. Don't you ever get it's HP? Don't you ever want to change? Don't you want to move? My mum and dad moved into the house my dad's still in over 50 years ago. Well over nearly 60 years ago, actually. I think that's where it, I think for, for me, that stay in the same house, same job, same friends, like that's life. It, it feels to me like it's a very old fashioned way. And I'm going back like 1920s or 30s. It was 2.4 children, job, work, house, mortgage, buy your mortgage, done, retire, gardening, da, 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 da. It kind of like what life was, it was like that. but what, what life was kind of painted as or advertised as then whereas today's day and age there's that much diversity uh, and obviously what's happened recently in this pandemic I think there's been another shift in what will be normal yeah because I don't think we're going to go back to what we did in March or January February March I think it's definitely there's been a change and if, if you think about you, we're, we're all slightly different because we're all self-employed. We're all creating our own lifestyles, whatever that might be. If we go, if we look at us at, say, age 21, you think you're grown up, don't you, on your 21st birthday, you think you're an adult, you think you've got life sorted, Right? Look at you at 30. For me, I was a totally different person. 21. Look at me at 40. I'd not changed that much from being 30. My situation had work-wise, relationship-wise, etc. Yeah. But as a person, I don't think I'd grown that much in my 30s. I think I'd still thought that life was very much happening to me. Not that I was in charge of it. And then something in my 40s shifted. Now, I don't know whether that's, um, you know, linked to the internet, linked to the amount of information we're given, the amount of, of influences that we can bring into our lives very easily now, or whether it's an age thing and you suddenly go, actually, is this what I want? There must be more to it. I don't know. If you knew me at school, you wouldn't know me now. If you knew me in my 20s, you certainly wouldn't recognise me now. If you knew me in my 30s, you'd go, wow, she ended up like that. It, I, do, you know, do you know what I'm trying to say? So I think when, when I was 18, I think that's when I thought I'd got everything sussed. Right. So I was in a relationship with a guy who was older than me, so I was mixing with older people. And I will never forget the first night saying to him, I've got to go to work tomorrow. And whilst I was at sixth form college, yes, I was still at school in effect. Um, but saying to him, I've got to go to work tomorrow because I've got a Saturday job. It made me feel like it was absolutely like, that's it. I've hit it. You know, I'm going to get a proper wage. I was working in the pub, you know, a few nights a week before, but that didn't seem the same. To actually say I'm driving to work tomorrow, it was huge. Um, and then going on to university, I just played. I played my three, four years at university. Um, so I wasn't particularly, so my 21st, no, I didn't feel grown up, but my 18th, I did. 
And I think if you look at the pictures, I even looked more grown up at 18 than I did at 21. So I kind of went backwards. <laughs> um, but again, I was mixing with people who were, we were all yeah. having fun. We had a great time at university. We really did. Um, thinking about it at 30, where even was I at 30? I can't even remember where I was at 30. Um, and I think between 30 and probably 45, my life was all work, work, work. I'd been married and divorced um, quite quickly. <laughs> um, yeah, I think between 30 and 45, I lost my way. Mm. Textile. Mm. Interesting. Textile. Isn't it? What about you, Claire? I think personally, I've done most of my sort of personal development mindset kind of growth since my 40th, so almost four years now. Um, probably up to 20, up to 20, from teenage to 25, not much change. 25 to 35, maybe a bit more settled because I think I was born old in my head. I've always been quite sort of mature in the way that I looked at things and whatever. Um, I knew what I wanted to do as a career when I was 11 years old, driven, qualifications, experience, I did it racked up. <clears throat> um, I wanted to have my own business by the time I was 30, did it at 25. Yeah. Um, and then, so I'd always been sort of driven with life goals and not quite the home job sort of thing, but I knew what I wanted to do career-wise and everything. Yeah. And I felt like I'd done it early, I'd achieved it early. Mm. So I guess there was more of a, not a lot of growth and change there because it was pretty much, well, as I now know, I just had a job, but I was working for me as a job, not somebody else. Um, so I think my sort of emotional, the package of me, if you like, I feel I am more me now than I've ever been. I think it's taken this long. In your yeah, yeah. It's to get it's time. And, yeah, and I think part of it, I think, comes down to like you've you've got things that are happening in your life in your twenties, and they really matter to you, and you care about other people's thoughts, for example, or like I've got a couple of um, scars on my legs and things from my medical condition. Well, I couldn't give a flying monkey about them now. Not bothered. I wear shorts anytime, but in my twenties, no, no shorts. Mm -hmm. Cover it up. I'd hide. 30s I think for me anyway again different things bother you less things bother you in your 40s that changed I'm guessing 50s it also does and you get to that point where you are actually comfortable in yourself with yourself and the outside influences don't come into it very rarely you'll just deal with whatever comes up or so if somebody if somebody you'd met <clears throat> this is addressed to both of you if somebody you'd met and were quite good friends with let's say between the ages of 25 and 30 came back into your life now having had no contact with you for well over 10 years would they recognize you as a person yeah. in your in your personality yes see i'm not sure people would with me the change has been massive. Do you think there's How been more you, change you were... since your accident? 
no no i don't think um i don't think it's linked to that to be honest i think it's linked to I the just, redundancy and that big shift in no no i think i just i came from a very traditional family i came from the family joe's just saying she doesn't understand so mum was a teacher and dad was a transport manager yeah but they both worked with mum worked within a two minute walk of the house yeah I'd worked within a two, three minute drive of the house. They both came home for lunch every day. Oh. We had tea at five o'clock every night. It was, it, it was that traditional, absolutely settled family. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, it I was fantastic. We had four holidays a year. You know, we went away at February half term. We went away in England again in October half term. We had a fortnight in abroad at Springbank and two weeks in Wales in the summer. I had this wonderful, wonderful, stable family. Yeah. Childhood. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, we're sort of almost conditioned, aren't we, that if your parents have worked nine to five, you expect to work nine to five. Same. Yeah, yeah. If your parents have always worked for somebody, you expect to work for somebody. Yeah. You know, and... I think it took me till I was in my forties to start questioning all that. Sorry, I know Bruno's back in the background. Yeah, I don't know. There's nothing I can do about it. Say about the, your uh, your growth and change as a person. Um, yeah, so I think I think I was in my forties and it stopped mine. Actually, I can remember the moment I started to change. I was watching loose women on a day off from work. And Denise Walsh talked about a book she was reading called Excuse Me, Your Life is Waiting. And the others were all taking the mickey out of her because it was basically a law of attraction book before the secret yeah. was out there, etc. I bought the book. Yeah. And that just started me off looking at the whole universe, as I would now call it, but the world, as I would have probably then called it, in a very different way. Um, so I've obviously met you at the right time because you've then instilled that into me. And we, because when I, felt, I, I was remembering the other day, actually, completely forgotten about this. But so when we knew each other sort of four or five years ago, um, I'd met up with you. I'd, we must have messaged each other for some reason. And I said, so you're belief in the universe and manifestation and, and manifesting things that you want to see and want to do how does it work and we met up for a costa at Meadowhall and I'd completely forgotten about it until the other day and I was telling mum all about it and I thought ever since then that's when my shift has happened mm. so I was obviously meant to meet you even then for a reason but yeah. I do think that as you get more comfortable in yourself, and I thought I was getting there, didn't I? I yeah. thought I was getting myself to the right yeah. place. But even now, the shift in the last six months, six to eight months, oh, has been huge. Yours has been terrific, hasn't and it, in a very short space of time. And, and actually, people are commenting on, you know, on my Facebook pictures and things like that, saying, um, you're just back to the way that I remember you. You're back to that curly, giggly, laughing smiley person you were always smiling and I know that that had gone yeah oh. um, but I've, I've taken a complete probably have taken a complete turnabout in in a way that even I wouldn't have imagined it happening you see you've you know, changed you've changed both in your outlook on you as a person and on life 
yeah. the personal side of things, but also mm. on business. Yeah. Claire, in the last year and a bit since you were made redundant, sort of February last year, wasn't it? 2019. Yeah. The difference I've seen in you, not as a person, because you are Claire, you, you know, your personality hasn't changed, but the growth I've seen in you mindset-wise and vision-wise from a business point of view, but also as things have been thrown up in life, you know, we've, we've previously talked about these illness at the moment, that's throwing up issues that you're working through in a completely different way, I bet, personally, yeah. how you would have done even two years ago. Definitely. I think the biggest thing for me, I'm, I'm noticing where I'm starting to go down a path I've been down before or go down a thought process or start feeling the way I felt and kind of catching myself or tripping myself up mm -hmm. before I've carried it on and going, hang on a minute, we've done that before. Haven't we learned the lesson yet? Yeah. Tweak, change. And I've actually noticed of conversations we've had with each other, I've actually noticed things and being able to stop them and change them. And I think with what's going on with D and everything and living together for four months because of the pandemic lockdown and everything and, and then starting the treatment and then me coming back home and being on my own again has been really, uh, last couple of weeks have been really difficult, but well, the first one was really difficult and could have gone down the slippery slope with the snakes and ladders, if you like. But I had lots of chats with you, thankfully, always there and good advice and pointers. But um, I used a lot of the, the reframing sort of things that I use for business in my own personal sort of situation and mindset. Mm. So the second week of the two weeks being back home, being on my own and blah, 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 was so much better because I just thought, great, I'm loving my space. I've got things to do. So garden projects coming on. It's awesome. I've got artificial grass coming today. Any minute. <laughs> Any, imminently. Yes. Imminently. But I'm doing it all creatively and using my brain and it's cost me 10 quid so far. <laughs> so I'm really enjoying putting my energy into that. And like, I love Lego and building things, but I'm actually building something in my environment so, but, if, so yeah, if people, sorry, Claire. Sorry, right, if no, what you said's right. If people are listening to us and you're perfectly happy with life and and you you're going on as you've always gone on, please don't think we're asking anybody to change or we're saying you should change, because if you know, like for my parents, they lived a very routine life. Dad still sets his alarm now at. 19 two months time he's his alarm still goes off every morning at the same time as it did when he was at work um he doesn't get up he makes himself a cup of tea and goes back to bed but you know to me he, he likes that routine and, and everything's different for everybody different there's no issue but if something is saying i don't think i'm fundamentally happy or i'm not in the right place yeah. or there must be something more or something else what would we say to people to start going along that process of perhaps opening their mind to something different opening their mind to a different got, way of looking at things 
follow your gut. If your but gut if you is don't tempting. know what that's saying, Joe, if their gut instinct is just saying, I don't think I'm happy or I think there might be more to life or I think I'm not sure, I just think there's something. Okay. Where would where would you tell somebody to start? For me, I would start saying look into Thanks. the law of attraction. Yeah with an open mind yeah. whether you class the universe as the universe or if you've got a religion it might be a god or a higher self or whatever it might be i think for me to say to people if you open your mind to that energy flow talking about negative and positive energy and attracting the same back that's to me that's where everything starts but what about for you two what would you two say so I would definitely, I mean, it has made me see things in a completely different way. So mum and I are going through quite a lot of challenging times at the minute. Um, and she started reading The Secret and she's read The Power and she's read, what's the other one? Magic. Um, and to be honest, at her age, coping with what we've tried to go through, what we've tried to go through, what we've started to go through and had to change that as well, I think without that, she would have dealt with it in a completely different way. Mm. So if you are open to reading it, open to, I mean, to be honest, I think the book is better than the film of watching yeah. The Secret. Um, you get more into the book. But I think if you can be open to it, absolutely, because you will find a better self and a better person within that. And it actually then, if you're open to reading that and accepting it, it opens up so much more for you, for you than you would imagine. Yeah. And, you know, even even outside of the business side of it, from a personal perspective, it's made me stronger as a person. And I just accept things are meant to happen. They happen for a reason. You might and not always know what that reason is, but it exactly, exactly. You know, I mean, we we could have broken our hearts over this dream house, you know, and we'd searched and we'd searched and we searched for it. And we came across it and yes, we put the offer in, it was accepted. And this was the third property that we'd looked at seriously and we had to pull out of it. And we don't know the reason why yet. So I've gone from a four bed, three story house, living in it by myself to living in a bedroom where my office is here, as you can see, and my bed is next to me. I have to, I'm absolutely fine with it because I'm accepting that there is a reason that that is happening. You know, if, if plans had gone through the way they would, I'd have been sitting in an 18 foot long office by now in my own wing <laughs> should you like, of, the, of this house that was our dream house. But it's not happened. And we were 10 minutes just like, OK, it's really, really sad. And, and 10 minutes of tears. And that was it gone. Because something else you, is coming. What, would you, what advice would you give to somebody if, if something inside them is saying, this isn't it for me? definitely think keep an open mind the everything that happens for a reason and all good things happen in time and just if you can keep that open mind and actually try and stay on the positive or look for the positive might be difficult in some situations but if you can keep on the top side of 50 percent into positive you can then affect how things happen or how you feel that they're happening, such as 
lockdown or my partner getting diagnosed with cancer it's like right well this is happening how are we going to deal with it deal with it with best we can treatment ever support this that and the other things that we can't plan things one day is going to be good an hour is going to be good an hour is going to be bad fine we just go through that hour move on to the next be waiting for the next thing to happen it's like this the garden i mentioned a moment ago I, I was looking right i'm back at home i need to i've got too much stuff i've lived for four months with barely anything i've got too much stuff i need to declutter sell get rid of charity donate whatever i thought outside space i like being outside got nowhere to sit okay oh it's going to be a bit cool in an evening when i finish working oh fire pit i decided on a sunday morning i wanted to make a fire pit with the same day i'd got a washing machine drum and some legs to make the thing and then claire's fella calls very handy i wanted to pick his brains on how best to make this thing happen and he just went oh we can do this this and this and did it which I very much appreciated it for me. I don't have the tools. So I've then since got a fire pit. I've got a bench. I've ordered a two-seater cushion that's coming from Amazon. Uh, I've ordered some bright coloured fabric. Mum's going to make into two cushions for me. A friend said, I've got these chairs and things I'm trying to get rid of. So I've got two chairs and a table. And I've got artificial grass coming today. And that's all happened in one week of me deciding I'm going to make something happen in the outside space that I've got to make it nicer so that I want to be in it so that I can enjoy it. Do you know, declutter, declutter is a really funny thing actually. So my, all my house, basically everything from my house that I'd kept has been in storage since the 5th of June. And I'm living here. Yes, I'm washing clothes and wearing the same clothes over and over again, but I will be getting my clothes back out of storage, but it makes you realize makes you it's made you realize you just do not need all that stuff and to declutter is probably one of the first things that you can do if you're thinking something's not quite right yeah. the feeling of release and you know even though it's a physical thing and you are decluttering the feeling of release is just unbelievable and and you start then just feeling so much better right from that moment can i add a slight warning into all this um <laughs> I remember since I've been self-employed since 2009, particularly in the early days, I knew I wasn't quite in the right place and I was involved in a, it wasn't really a networking group, it was a, a female entrepreneurs group where we all supported one another and, and went through one another's challenges with business. And the thing that kept getting said to me was, you're in exactly the right place, you're exactly where you were meant to be. Sayings like that, it's like saying that, you know, we all heard and fake it till you make it when you start your business. Sayings like that can be really, really dangerous because being in the right place where you're exactly you're meant to be from a universe point of view, yes, what that's saying is you're on the right path and there'll be a reason why you're going through what you're going through to get you to where you want to go. But the way people take it is literally, and they stand still, because they're told they are where they're meant to be. Fake it till you make it does not mean lie and pretend you've got a multi-million pound business. Or you're further down the line than you are. What it means is make your decisions from the place you want to be in, so you're building the business from the right angle. And people 
I think the secret, whilst you know it's the foundation of all those books and and etc. If it's taken very literally, it says if you sit on your sofa and think positively, positive things are going to happen. You have to take action. Yes. You have to continue to move forward. Nothing can happen without momentum. Yes, yes. you need the positive thoughts because then you will have positive opportunities presented to you, but you have to recognise them and move forward and take them. Yes. So whilst you know i i honestly believe in the universe and i honestly believe in the law of energy we are all energy beings we vibrate on a on a certain frequency and if our frequency is positive and high we attract positive things if your frequency is low and negative you will attract more negative things into your life you, you can't just sit back and wait for things to happen it doesn't matter whether you take baby steps or giant leaps because it depends where you are in life and what your goals are and your aims are but you need to set goals you so i can't just sit there and write my check out to the universe then no. or from the universe to me no. um, and do it for eight thousand pounds and just expect eight thousand pounds to come in my bank account while i'm still no. sitting watching the telly no no you can't <laughs> I'm, I'm really sorry but you can't and i think I think that's one of the difficult things for people. It's that moving forward and it's yeah. changing direction. Yeah. You know you're not in the right place or things aren't quite right for you, but you don't know how to move forward. Yeah. And I think you've just got to take baby steps in the direction you want to take. Or like me, just take severance from an organisation I'd been with for 16 years and not have a bloody clue what I was going to do. I just knew I didn't want to be there. there. Yeah. And it's taken me a good what? And years to get to where I should have been yeah. but all those lessons I've learned over the last 10 years are absolutely crucial to I've what I've got I'm you there, there. Yeah. yeah absolutely and, and fundamental and for us I think it's it's almost is it fluke that it's all happened for us round about the same age kind of thing so it's all happened for us in our 40s or does it who knows who, who knows, knows? Who knows? All I can say is stay positive, move forward. It's absolutely fine if you are a totally different person than you were six months ago, six years ago, 60 years ago. If you're the same person and you're genuinely happy, then stay that same person. That's brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. And, and if not, go make yourself a brew and have a think about it. Time for a brew. <laughs> Till next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.